it's Tax Credit Tuesday. I'm Michael Novogratik, and this podcast is presented each week by Novogratik & Company. Check us out on the web at www.novaco.com. Today is Tuesday, January 27, 2009. This week, we will discuss the opening of the seventh round of NMTC allocation applications in more detail. We will also share an update about the financing of affordable housing developments in New York. A new equity fund was announced last week, and we will share some of the details with you today. And, as promised, we have the very latest news on the development of economic recovery legislation in Congress. Our first planned topic for this week is an update on a discussion from our January 13th podcast about the actions housing officials in New York are taking to address the recent shift in the local housing tax credit investment market. In our podcast on the 13th, we shared a news story from the Brooklyn Eagle about the efforts in New York to fund local housing tax credit developments in the face of the recent difficulties in the tax credit equity market. On January 14th, the Division of Housing and Community Renewal, DHCR, announced that it had created an equity fund to encourage regional banks to participate in the local housing tax credit program. As the economic downturn and collapse of the credit and mortgage markets eroded the value and effectiveness of the housing tax credit, it became more and more difficult to developers of affordable housing to secure equity financing. Housing officials in New York report that this was especially true in their upstate communities. To address this problem, DHCR worked with the New York State Association for Affordable Housing and other partners in the development community to create the new Upstate Equity Fund. The fund will be managed by Great Lakes Capital Fund and will pool investments from new participants in the market and secure funding for projects in upstate communities that have been hard to finance. DHCR Commissioner Deborah Van Amergen said, quote, The economic crisis has jeopardized the ability of affordable housing developers to secure financing, particularly upstate. The equity fund model has been used successfully in other states to make it easier and more attractive to invest in affordable housing, and I'm confident it will be an effective means of keeping the affordable housing market healthy here in New York, end quote. More information about the fund is available online at www.capfund.net. Moving on to our second topic for today, we have more detailed information to share about the seventh round of new market tax credit allocation applications that the CDFI fund announced on January 16th. As we discussed in last week's podcast, the Community Development Financial Institutions Fund, or CDFI Fund, announced the opening of the seventh round of competition for tax credits under the New Market Tax Credit Program. The CDFI Fund reports that, to date, organizations awarded tax credits have raised $12.6 billion in equity investments. In fact, the fund says that NMTC awardees have raised more than $1 billion of equity in the past six months alone, demonstrating that the New Market's tax credit program has been a critical tool for economic development during the recent period of tightening in the credit markets. The CDFI fund says that through 2007, allocatees reported deploying a total of $9 billion in qualified loans and investments in low-income communities across the nation. This year's NMTC allocation award will include an emphasis on placing investments in underserved rural communities. Applications are due on or by April 8th, and the CDFI fund expects to announce final award decisions in October 2009. In the 2009 Allocation Application Question and Answer document, the CDFI Fund recommends that applicants submit their electronic application by April 6th. This is the last day applicants will be able to contact the CDFI Fund with questions, and as such, the CDFI Fund warns that if applicants encounter difficulties after 5 p.m. Eastern Time on April 6th, they will not be able to obtain assistance from CDFI Fund staff. In addition, the Fund predicts that there will be a considerable traffic on its website on April 8th, which may slow down the system and lead to delays in submission. The CDFI Fund says that it expects that applicants will have access to the electronic application online in mid-February. There are a number of other deadlines that individuals or companies interested in applying should be aware of. 
For example, if an applicant has not yet been certified as a CDE, its CDE certification application must be postmarked on or before March 3rd in order for the entity to be eligible for consideration. If a certified CDE wants to make changes to its service area, requests to modify that CDE service area must be received by 5 p.m. Eastern Time on April 8th. After electronic applications have been submitted on or by April 8th, applicants are required to submit a signature page and other printed materials by mail. The signature page and attachments for the electronic application must be postmarked on or before April 10th. In addition to these deadlines, there's another key date that previous allocatees that are applying for another allocation must meet in order to be eligible. As many listeners are aware, applicants that have previously received an NMTC allocation or whose affiliates have previously received an NMTC allocation are required to demonstrate that they've issued the requisite minimum amount of QEIs from their prior allocation or allocations in order to be eligible for an additional amount of NMTCs in the current round. Different thresholds apply to each previous allocation round. Previous allocatees must meet the necessary QEI issuance thresholds, which are listed in Section 3 of the NOAA by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on June 17th. Nimmergrad & Company has also posted a summary of these issuance requirements on its website at www.newmarketscredits.com. All information related to the seventh application round can be found by clicking on the Application and Allocation button in the gray menu. On a related note, the NMTC Working Group prepared a red-line comparison of the 2009 NMTC allocation application against last year's application. The comparison is available to Working Group members online at www.nmtcworkinggroup.com. The Working Group has also posted a similar comparison of the application Q&A document showing changes made in the most recent draft. Guidance and application materials on the seventh round of the NMTC program are available from the CDFI Fund online at www.cdfifund.gov. Novogratz Company will also present a webcast on the current application round at a time and date to be announced shortly. If you have any requests for, for specific topics to be addressed during this session, please send us an email at cpas@novaco.com with your suggestions. In the meantime, Novogratz Company will gather with community development professionals at the New Market Tax Credit Conference this week in San Diego. We'll bring you some highlights of that event in the next week's podcast. Now, let's wrap up today's discussion with an update on the economic recovery legislation we've been following in Washington, D.C. As we discussed last week, the House introduced its proposal for an economic recovery package earlier this month. On January 22nd, the House Ways and Means Committee voted in support of H.R. 598, the comprehensive economic legislation that includes tax, health, unemployment relief, and job creation provisions. H.R. 598, as introduced, contains only one proposal related to the low-income housing tax credit. Under that proposal, a state housing agency could exchange certain unused credits from prior years and up to 40% of the 2009 allocation for a grant. The exchange rate or grant rate would be $0.85 cents on the dollar. The state would then make subawards. A subawardee would need to demonstrate good faith efforts to obtain investor commitments for tax credit equity before the agency makes such subawards. At this time, it is unclear if the subawards would more likely be loans or grants. As an alternative to the Treasury Department granting states 85 cents on the dollar up front for tax credits, or in addition, many housing professionals believe that the tax credit should be accelerated, such that more of the credit is available in the early years of the tax credit period. Such an acceleration should have no net cost to the federal government over a 10-year period. This increase in the investor yield would likely increase the number of investors interested in the tax credit and would likely provide for better tax credit pricing. There is also extensive support for allowing tax credits to be carried back five years, 
to further enhance investor interest and reduce the need for existing investors with large LIHTC portfolios to sell their investments on the secondary market. The legislation that passed the Ways and Means Committee passed by a party-line vote of 24 to 13 and did not include either of these two additional provisions. H.R. 598 will now be combined with other components of the recovery package from other House committees into H.R. 1, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act. It's expected that the complete combined package could be considered by the full House of Representatives this week. In the meantime, the Senate Finance Committee on Friday unveiled the details of their proposal for an economic recovery package, which contains some bad news for affordable housing community, but good news for the new market tax credit program. The good news is that the Senate proposal includes a provision to increase the amount of new market tax credits available for 2008. As many listeners know, under current law, $3.5 billion of NNTCs is available for 2008-2009. The Senate version of the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act of 2009 would increase the total amount of credits by $1.5 billion to $5 billion for both 2008 and 2009. This provision is not currently included in the House version of the economic recovery legislation, and if it passes the Senate, it would need to be worked out in the conference. The Senate Finance Committee is scheduled to hold a hearing on their tax package today, January 27th. The bad news is that, as with the House proposal, the bill does not contain any new federal support for the Long Housing Tax Credit Program, nor incentives to help the industry raise new investor capital. The bill did, however, contain the five-year credit carryback that many tax credit housing groups have endorsed. Following the release of the bill, the Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition reported that additional amendments could be made to the chairman's mark, either before the committee considers the bill today or during the committee markup at today's hearing. Democratic Senator Maria Cantwell from Washington announced over the weekend that she planned to introduce an amendment in committee today to accelerate the LIHTC. Since her announcement, she has received numerous co-sponsors of the amendment, including Senators Ensign, Kerry, Snow, and Schumer. The Affordable Housing Tax Credit Coalition is continuing to work with supporters in the Senate to have the LHTC proposal to accelerate the credit included in the bill. In addition, the coalition notes that the Appropriations Committee has not yet released its proposal, so the status of the $5 million gap financing proposal is still uncertain. These proposals are being watched closely by the affordable housing community, where concerns remain prevalent about the troubled state of the LHTC market. For example, Speakers at the National Association of Home Builders International Builders Show last week reported that the current turmoil in the capital markets is jeopardizing quality rental housing across the country, including the development of affordable apartments financed with low-income housing tax credits. Robert Greer, president of Michael's Development Company, whose company has built more than 40,000 LHTC units during the past 30 years, said, quote, Despite a demand for our product that far exceeds the supply, affordable apartment developers are finding it nearly impossible to assembly to assemble the necessary capital to move forward with their projects. Putting together deals that make sense is more difficult now than it has ever been, primarily because the program's biggest investors of the past, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, and large banks, have been sidelined, end quote. NAHB reports that tight financing conditions are also having a profound impact on market rate rental communities, which are already under pressure from the excessive inventory of unsold single-family homes and condos on the market, as well as the dramatic job losses rippling through the economy. On the energy tax credit front, the Senate Finance Committee's chair's mark would extend for three years through December 31, 2012, the place and service date for wind facilities, and allow facilities placed in service in 2009 and 2010 to elect the investment tax credit in lieu of the production tax credit. 
These provisions are also included in the House version of the economic recovery legislation, which was introduced last week and passed by the Ways and Means Committee. BNA is reporting also that the Senate Finance Committee ranking member Charles Grassley, Republican from Iowa, said yesterday, January 26, that he intends to seek an amendment in today's markup of the Senate tax bill that would make permanent the Section 45 tax credits for renewable energy. Alternatively, Senator Grassley said if making the tax credits permanent cannot be achieved, he would try to extend them for five years, whereas the current chair's mark would extend them for three years. Senator Grassley also said he hopes to extend the carryback period for tax credits to 10 years so that the PTC or ITC can be used against prior year's income taxes paid by a wind energy company over the last 10 years. As proposals in Washington, D.C. continue to develop, and as developers, investors, and property owners continue to negotiate the challenges of a shifting market, we will continue to watch closely what happens in Washington, D.C., and keep you updated in future podcasts and online at www.novaco.com. Today's Senate Finance hearing will be a particularly important event. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's report. Please join us again next week when we will again provide the latest update on the economic recovery legislation and other news for tax credit professionals. This is Michael Novogratik. I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. <music>